This podcast is a proud member of the Lamb Podcasting Network. Find the network at largeassmovieblogs.blogspot.com. Hello and welcome to the Blueprint Review Podcast, uh, episode 21, I believe. Uh, cool, uh, we're here, it's the usual bunch, except Darren's missing, he's in India, of all places. Um, sounds exciting. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's me, myself, Dave, uh, we've got Laura and Lindsay. Hello. 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a little bit different today, we, m- we might rush through things a little bit, because we're actually doing this in a lunch break instead of the usual evening. Um, and you also might hear some some of our neighbours, uh, or Chris, who's quietly working in the background. <laughs> We're, <laughs> We're not professional. Yeah. I don't usually get a lunch break. This is novel. <laughs> well, I always make sure I get my lunch breaks. <laughs> I'm a growing lad. Uh, but no, yeah. Um, cool. So we're going to crack through. Our uh, theme for this week episode uh, is going to be biopics. So we'll have a chat about that later. Although we've actually some of our big releases are biopics, so... It's going to be full of chock, chock full of them today, so uh, it'll be interesting. Right, but as ever, we'll start off with trailers. Although I think I'm the only person who's really seen anything all that. I have memorable. seen one. I oh, remember okay. one now. Yes. Okay, I do you want to kick us off? Shall I kick off? Um, yeah, then I'll start. Um, I suppose it sort of is in the theme of biopics. Actually, it's this. Is it W E? The one oh, about yeah. Oh, yeah. The, has everyone seen one. it? Yeah. Oh, it looks bad, doesn't it? It it will be bad. Yeah, yeah. It's all. It's about um. Oh, what was his name? <laughs> the, the the supposed king, the guy who was supposed to be king, Edward, never became king yeah. because of his 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 lady friend. Um, and it, yeah, it, it now it says it's by Madonna. Is this yes? Like there is only one Madonna, right? I'm right. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that. yeah. So she's directed this film. Yeah, I think she wrote it as well. Okay. Yeah. Well, have you seen um, Angelina Jolie's got a, a film that she's written, directed as well? Land of Blood uh, and Honey. Yeah, Land of Blood and Honey, which yeah. we did a live Q and A with. Is she Paul. in it as well? She's not in it. No, no. Wow. <laughs> you imagine impressive. Madonna and Angelina Jolie <laughs> in the same film. It's actually, I think it's in. Uh, it, well, it's set in Bosnia. I think it's actually in. It, in yeah, no. Their there's language, an Amer- Bosnia. <laughs> yeah, yeah there's an American release planned, but uh, <laughs> as it stands, I think it's only in Serbian. Serbian, that's the one. Yeah, I think that's the language. <laughs> but it's supposed to be really, really good. It's supposed to be really fucking bleak. But that's because it's about, you know, genocide and rape me. and forced yeah. marriage. I've to be honest, it, it's never going to yeah. be a fun film. I've heard it's a little heavy-handed, though. The, re- the reviews have been So decent, hang on, are we not now brilliant. talking about this Angelina Anyway, Jody sorry, film? yeah. I've <laughs> it <off for> <laughs> no, it's okay. It's fine. It's probably more interesting to talk about yeah. than we. It was just the one. We? W-A. Well, loads of people it's are saying that, like, because obviously she was... Um, the woman that she's portraying was like a Nazi sympathiser and she was just a fucking horrible woman. But they've portrayed her as this kind of icon of of feminism and it's just like, she can be a bad person and still be an interesting person. You don't have to make her a kind of, you know, she she cuddles puppies and stuff. Like, they try too hard to redeem her from what I've heard. Interestingly, as the Iron Lady does, but let's let's talk about that later. We could talk about that later. No, but basically, I mean, I I know very little about the relationship and I'd be quite interested to find out, but I'm not sure I'm interested to find out through this film. It does look pretty (laughs) atrocious. It just looks really overly sentimental and, you know... 
really badly acted in all honesty so um, yeah good first trailer Woo-hoo! Yeah, let's go what have uh, you seen I'm actually, there's actually two I want to mention um, seeing, as, seeing as Dan's not here and, and Lindsay didn't see any interesting trailers so you take control Dave Dave yeah. as if you ever do less than two at least yeah. you do at least two trailers I do like to, uh, to, to get a bit more in uh, the first one's uh, Moonrise Kingdom uh, that's Wes Anderson's latest film um, okay. It um, it looks like it looks like almost a parody of Wes Anderson's films. It's that much like one of his films. It's like you've got that sort of sepia toned sort of look. You've got the sort of middle class sort of thing going on. You've got um, it looks just like all of his other films, but more so if you know what I mean. It's but, Bill Murray in it. Uh, yes, not, yeah, not a big role. Really? Yeah, really, of course. Yeah, not yeah. a big role. And Jason Schwartzman, obviously. But um, yeah, one of the Wilson brothers. Uh, ooh, they might be missing from this one, actually. Yeah, no, they're the only ones missing from this one. Maybe they're dogs in it. Yeah, yeah <laughs> But at the same time, it do- does look very funny. It looks, it looks good, and the cast is amazing as usual. Uh, they've got Bruce Willis, Edward <gasps> Norton, Tilda Swinton, Bill Murray. Oh. Francis McDormand, Jason Schwartzman, and Harvey Keitel. So it's quite oh a crazy ass cast. But the actual lead roles, it looks like it's actually it's, it's a, it looks like a bit of a romance between two young sort of kids, unknown actors, sort of things. <laughs> and, but it looks very funny, um, and it looks stylish as always, and yeah. it looks well worth watching. If you like Wes Anderson films, it you looks do like wonder how many watch. films he can make before he does start parodying himself. Though, <laughs> yeah, it, it is getting a bit mad. But then, but, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. No, you know, I mean, Tim, I, I, Tim I like Wes Anderson's films. Yeah, Tim Burton's another one. No, he's getting a bit... I saw some stills from his new one the other day with, John, yeah. surprisingly, Johnny Depp. Yeah. I'm not even sure what it's based on, but it looks... Yeah. Somewhere between Sweeney Todd really, and Edward Scissorhands, it's well, like... Really oh, I like you, Johnny actor. Depp, but no. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I like Johnny Depp, but, you know, Johnny Depp works with different directors. Does yeah. Tim Burton yeah. ever work with anyone other than Johnny Depp? Mm. Pretty much, no. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Uh, the, What's your second one? The other film that I thought, I'll just briefly mention this. I don't know a lot about it, but I just found it quite amusing. Is actually uh, Casa di me padre. Has anyone seen the trailer of that? No. It's well, no, no. Basically, it's that? no, no. It's 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 actually Will Ferrell's latest comedy. It's, oh. But this actually, I mean, usually we wouldn't talk about this. I'm not. I I don't mind Will Ferrell now and again, but it does get my nerves. But this <laughs> this does look quite interesting in terms of the whole film is in Spanish. Uh, really? Yeah, including Will Ferrell. Um, it's and it's also got Gael Garcia Bernal, whatever his name is. The one um, from Motorcycle Diaries. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's and all the rest of the cast are sort of Spanish actors and, and and South American actors and things. And it's 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 a spoof of the sort of uh, sort of low budget sort of Spanish uh, drama action sort of cover all sort of films really and uh, it does actually look quite funny it, and, and it is quite an interesting bold move I guess to put it all in Spanish and obviously there's a lot of humour because of that in the in the trailer there's there's jokes about someone asking Will Ferrell do you speak um, English and he's like no and all that sort of stuff it, obviously done better than that I can't remember well, that's just hilarious Dave <laughs> but yeah I, I mean <laughs> it's, it, it, it's probably likely to be not all that great but I don't know. It, it's something a bit different. It, it looks quite funny. Yeah, so, so we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, but yeah, those are the, those are the two trailers I wanted to to bring up. Cool. Right, that was quick. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> wow. quick trailer. Watch. Um, jump straight into what we've watched, 
I've I've seen a few. Uh, Laura's seen loads. So maybe Laura kicks it off with one of them. <laughs> and I, actually, the, it, it all tie nicely to the Oscar nomination. There is a film that we've all seen. Yeah, there's a film that we've all seen. So okay, um, I'm interested to know about the Iron Lady because I have my my preconceptions, which sure I haven't watched it. But what, how was it, Laura? Okay, right. Well, I'll, I'll t- that was going to be our segue, Lindsay. Yeah. But um, it's all right. I've got, I've got all over that one. So uh, <laughs> ruin the plan. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're usually good at those. Anyway, no, yeah, I can talk about it. So no one else has seen it? No. Do you know what? It's... I'm not going to go into the story because most people, you know, they know about Maggie Thatcher. You know, it it is the story of of her life, pretty much her political life more than anything else, of course. Um, It starts off, though, with her... In in old age... um, with it is Alzheimer's, isn't it? I'm pretty certain it's not yeah, just it's dementia. dementia. Yeah. Uh, is it dementia? It's not Alzheimer's. They're the same, okay. they're the same thing, effectively. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Kind of. But anyway, basically, it starts off with with, um, with see we see her as an old woman with dementia, um, and she's she's seeing you know her her late husband. You know she's uh, you know and that it kind of begins with her going out to buy a pint of milk and she gets home and everyone's gone mental that she's gone out to buy a pint of milk and and do you know what that for me was the most interesting part of the film i wasn't interested that much in the political stuff or anything what really actually engaged me the most was was seeing this this elderly woman who was once very powerful actually having all these people fuss around her and become quite weak and and that was interesting uh, and as soon as it and and that went on for quite a while actually before it started doing the cutbacks to uh, you know, to to her previous life, previous life, well, you know what I mean, and uh, you know, and it just it was very very interesting. And to be honest, I thought Meryl Streep was going to annoy the hell out of me. I thought her performance was going to be too over the top, too caricatured. It wasn't actually. It was it was good, and it was particularly good when she was playing this old woman. I thought it was incredible, um, actually. But um, but yeah. Then it just kicked into the, all the backtracking stuff and all. Oh goodness, mate! It was just so clumsy. There was actually a point where she was dance as an old woman. She was dancing around the living room, pretend like thinking she was with her husband, and then she sort of fell over and it was horrible. And then it like cut to this from her to this not cut but like panned round to this um, statue of this war, and then it went into the war in back in the day, and it's just like. That was how clumsy it was. Every single time it went back, it was awful. And then, of course, they were in some way trying to make her seem, you know, nice. (laughs) It just didn't work. Yeah, this is the main problem. Even with them trying to give her some, like, humanity, which I'm I'm sure she does somewhere deep inside have some humanity. But even with that... You know, you could still see what a bitch she was. There was just no point, you know. And it's like you the point you made earlier. People can people's lives can be interesting. You don't have to try and make them, you know, nice. You don't have to. Um but yeah, ultimately I thought the clumsy way in which it just flipped back and forth to the, you know, past was just terrible. You know, the fact that the people in it, like the other people in it that were part of the political life, um you know, so like Michael Hestine is one that I know well, and there are various others that other people will know well. I was a kid at the time, but um, you know, their parts were so small and so short. It was like they were just trying to get everything out 
like they, all of their acting out in one little go. They really had to establish who they were <laughs> and what they were like because everything was, you know, I don't know. It generally didn't work, but um, Meryl Streep was, was good. And to be honest, even though I didn't like it, to be fair, if she won the Oscar for that, I wouldn't think that was a bad thing. She was that's very what, good. Yeah. And that's what a lot of people are saying, that it is an astonishing performance. It's just a bad film. Yeah. That they don't really consider. I think part of the problem is they they didn't they were, they didn't wait till she died, and it's been done by somebody who obviously yeah. sympathises with with her kind of her politic. But the problem is is you can't divorce Margaret Thatcher from what she did. So to try and kind of present her as some wonderful, friendly, slightly misunderstood, it's like you'd be better doing something focus squarely on the choices that she made and how she destroyed the unions and, and industry and you know and, and then you'd have an interesting film that encourages debate but because she's still alive it's a bit like oh yeah. that's okay maggie we won't be mean to you yeah i guess they're trying so, to cater for american audience as well who don't that's the other know thing all that yeah. story they just they just know oh, a woman prime well that's why wear. they cast that's why they cast an american oh, yeah those bits were clumsy as well yeah i think as well what i've heard i mean I'm a woman. this is just from in the, in the cinema queue um some <laughs> Older people stood next to me who actually were annoying me, really. But um, <laughs> but they they were on about how uh, like a lot of it is they're on a, they do make a big em- emphasis about how she's the she's like she was all alone as being a woman in politics. But really at the, at the time there were loads of women in politics, um, mm-hmm. and it just sort of whitewashed them all. It's like you'll see shots of of um, of uh, my brain's gone of the House of the Parliament and stuff like that, and there's. All the, all the back benches, men, 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 which is, is bollocks. Her that, and her own. Yeah, yeah. There were, were women there. So it's uh, stuff like that is a bit like, oh, come on. Like... And she's, she's famous for being, obviously, for being the first female prime minister, yeah. but, but actually being very un female and for, yeah. for exactly. doing a massive disservice to the women of the country, to mm. taking on a masculine persona in order yeah. to get what she wanted. Yeah, like changing yeah. her voice and all that stuff. Exactly. Absolutely. And it's like, well, to be honest, you know, I have a lot more respect for it. And this, this bollocks that she's some kind of feminist icon. It's like, you know, I'd have a lot more respect for for her if she if she spoke out for for the women of the world. But it wasn't. It was very much about the politic and, and the money. And I'm just just oh, I have no oh. interest in the film because it, I be just knew it'd be sentimental. Yeah, if that's the case, though, if that's the case that you know, just don't make her out to be a feminist icon. Then it's fine that she's like that, but then don't make her out to be. Yeah, well, yeah. don't try and change what happened but that's it is that well, she'll go down that like the way she was but do you know yeah. what I mean don't make her out to be yeah. a feminist I think it's especially painful I mean biopics do play with history a lot but when it's that recent and she's even still alive changing yeah. history is just it's ridiculous because people watching the film know what happened it's like you yeah, can't exactly. just fucking change it when we know that it's a lie, it's just... Well, it's, it's yeah. also that they're living with the consequences of that. So, you know, the, I can imagine how well this went down in fucking northern mining towns, yeah. you know, <laughs> where they were on strike for 12 Good months because of what she was doing. I imagine how well this goes down in fucking Doncaster, <laughs> you know, one of the towns that she destroyed. I imagine how well it goes down in, like, Liverpool, that she was quite happy to just leave to... But this is it. Is It's a romantic ideal of... of um, British politics for an American audience, isn't it? Yeah, it's what they love to do. But yeah. so no, no good. But a good performance is that the? Yeah, no, no good. Meryl Streep, best thing in it. Cool. Doesn't surprise yeah. me. Yeah. Okay. Well, so what else? Sh- shall I bring up? Oh, unless Lindsay wants to bring up, there is one film that we've all seen. We could bring up that now and have a bit of a chat. Yeah. Well, I... the artist. Um. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, because the whole Oscar thing, like, I think Meryl's going to get it. Like, I don't. I'd be really surprised. I think the artist might go for best picture, but I don't yeah, know if any yeah. of the stars individually will get it. But I mean, no. I loved it. Um, it was really good fun. The problem with films that get a lot of hype, 
is mm-hmm. always that they never live up to the hype. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw it in our dinky little art theatre, which fucking observer guardian crowd of middle-aged people going, oh, every time you opened or moved, they were like, shh, shh. Yeah. And I've never seen a silent film in a cinema before, and I like a bit right. of silent film. Mm-hmm. And what's nice is the kind of the fact that you're kind of all in it together. So because the film's so quiet, everyone's so quiet, and then everybody laughs at the same. It's, yeah. it's an odd way to experience filming. Although, and, although my cinema turns the the actual volumes low as well on the music, and it's like, well, the music doesn't need to be quiet. You, you can turn it up a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> it kind no, of annoyed we, me. We had quite a lot. It was quite loud. Um, but no, I thought it was it was really good fun. I didn't even... I was starting to get a little bit tired and then it ended. I didn't even tire of the dog gimmick because he was very cute. The dog cute. gimmick was the best thing. Um, yeah. I'm, I, yeah, I was going to say, I did think it... I did feel it was a little too long, but... Um, but it's not the like, constant problem of films. But only by maybe 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah, only by about 10 minutes. It should have been like, 90 minutes and it wasn't. It was like 100 or something. But it wasn't yeah. like... Dull, boring, but no. it just if it was shorter it would have been stronger I think mm-hmm. yeah and it's just I mean I'm having a bit of a John Goodman revival at the moment like we've been oh, watching Treme and he's just incredible in Treme and then he shows up and like I don't think they caption carded him once because he was just yeah. so expressive yeah. <laughs> like, man this man was born for silent film because he's all like ah. yeah. he's, such, he's an underrated actor I think he, yeah, well, a lot of time is he he's been in a lot of Really high-profile films. Do you know, though, I've noticed he's doing a lot of American telly, like, just one mm. season. Um, and it's, it's like, actually, in Treme, he's incredible, and there's something else that I've seen that I want to watch just because he's in it. And, yeah, I mean, the storyline wasn't particularly um, revolutionary. No. It's um, very slight, isn't it? But I, it was Absolutely. lovely. Like, it was just a very nice contemporary silent film, and it looked beautiful, and, and I thought the two of them you know, were, were very strong in terms of their central characters. And it, it was just pretty. And do you know what? It made me really happy. It was like, ah, yeah. lovely. I, I'm with you. I'm, I'm with you. I think it, it, it's quite a slight film. There's not any depth yeah. to it or anything like that. But it's just so much fun. It's so nice to watch. Nice is a horrible word, but it, it is. It's just it's lo- nice. It's lovely. But it, yeah. it's just nice to watch. It's very enjoyable. I really, yeah, I, I had a lot of fun with it. But, um, as I say, it didn't really have enough oomph to sort of make me think, fuck me, that was the best film all year. But, I'm absolutely with you. But at the same you. time, I did think it was yeah. very, very good. And, yeah. and to be honest, if it won the best film, which it probably will, either that or The Descendants, if that wins best film, I won't be arguing. I mean, in previous years, I've been a bit like, like the King's Speech, I've been like, oh. But if that won, know. I wouldn't have a problem. I don't know. I don't, see, I don't think it deserves not, it. I was, I think... I don't know. Like I, you say, I, it's I the hype. It's the I was, I, I, I enjoyed it. I absolutely yeah. enjoyed it. But I, I was disappointed by it. And I'm, I, you know, I'm an easy, I'm easy to please when it's black and white or silent. <laughs> you know, I've got, I've got nostalgia issues. So I, you know, I would have been really easy to please. But there was just, it was, it was so good. But there was something missing, and I couldn't mm. quite put my finger on what. I can only imagine that it was something in the story like yeah. something didn't quite happen in the story for me that didn't work and I, I kind of think it was like I sort of saw this this her sort of almost stealing his life as the, as the thing went on but it didn't go enough into that for no. me yeah. Um, and actually, I would have been quite happy seeing loads more gags like the dog trick because for me, that's what silent film is about. If yeah. you watch a Charlie Chaplin film, the amount of gags he does that are incredible, actually, in, in terms of his physicality. Yeah. For me, I could have seen, you know, I could have seen so much more of that yeah. and actually maybe been more happy or more in the story, and I'd have been more happy. But those are the strongest. But it was still, a, it was yeah. still a really enjoyable film. Like, yeah. don't get me wrong, but yeah. I wanted more from it, yeah, especially after really, the hype. It's not really deep at all, but yeah. But as I say, I mean, I don't think it's that. 
I don't think it's the best film that came out in 2011. So if, if I personally chose the Oscars, it wouldn't win. But as I say, <laughs> compared to previous years, when stuff that's won that's just dross, it's like, it's just like, I'm not interested. But this, at least, I think out of the Oscar-y type films that I've seen and have come out this year, I'm happiest with that, if you know what I mean. Isn't yeah. it weird? It has to be Oscar-type. Yeah. Like, there's weird. none... It's not all films, it's no. Oscar type. Is that the thing? You, you'd never get, like... Like, my favourite film of the year, 13 Assassins, there's no chance of <laughs> no. that ever being the fucking Sorry, best film um, category. Well, you know, I, I felt the same about Black Swan. Everyone was like, this is the most amazing <clears throat> film ever. And I had a lot of fun with Black Swan, don't mm. get me wrong. But this idea that it was some kind of dark, twisted thriller, no. it was a very no, simple yeah, presentation yeah. of Swan Lake. And it was a really trashy, you know, cheap shots like lesbianism. It's like, oh, yeah, let's mm. get Milo Kunis and Natalie Portman to make out. That'll draw the audiences yeah. in. <laughs> but the art, like, I, I think, and I'm glad that I saw the artist in the cinema. I think that's what oh, made yeah, it definitely. a bit more special, that it was like cinema, silent. <laughs> it looks but, nice as well. It's, it's yeah. nicely shot. It was good fun. It made me. It made me warm inside. Yeah, and that's all that matters to me. Yeah, that might I, be I, I'm, with, I'm with you there. Although, but yeah, again, it wouldn't be a full-on <laughs> five out of five because, as Laura said, it is. It isn't. It's not very deep. It's not very powerful. It's just. No, it's just I mean, fun. It's just a nice, enjoyable sort of charming film. I guess is the best way to. That's a very it. good word for it. Yeah, it was very charming. Absolutely. They were both very charming. Yeah. It made me want to go home and whack on loads of silent movies, though, which is obviously. <laughs> yeah. um, so I'm gonna go home and check out. Yeah, yeah no, I mean that is the thing. When, when you look back, it's it's referencing old old films and things, and mm. it works nicely doing that. But when you think about it, the old films were better. <laughs> well, oh, obviously in a, not in all. In the canon of them, silent but, movies, yeah. it's probably you know mediocre. Yeah. But yeah, exactly. in terms of bringing a, a new silent movie, I think it's brilliant. And I'm kind yeah. of you know. It's nice to see someone doing something a little bit, yeah. a little bit different, but like new but old. It's yeah. like you know, screw the action thrillers. Let's just make put two unknowns in a silent film and see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the but, only reason I'm happy to see it pick up awards because it is doing something a little bit different. It's not, it's yeah. not all that safe. I mean, it is in terms of its lightness and stuff. It doesn't have, it doesn't have anything all that dark. Right? But at least it's playing with the format a little bit. And that's and that's. Uh, I, and I also think their timing's right as well in terms of, um, you know, there's there's lots of evidence that says in recessions people hark back to nostalgia times. Yeah. So if they tried to do this at the height of the fucking, you know, um, kind of like 2005, six, everybody like, bollocks, we want films about money and billionaires and we don't want films about <laughs> the 20s and rack and room. But it's true, like, the, the landscape of cinema changes in economic circumstances mm. and... I think it fits really well with how people feel. They want to hark back to prettier days and more glorious days and things Simple with pure pleasures. Exactly. We'll all, we'll, all, we'll all look out for your uh, dissertation and the landscape of cinema. <laughs> to be honest, there'll be millions of yeah, no, you don't you need me to write one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think you should, though. I want to read yours. I don't yeah. want to read yours. Um, cool. just, should we, um, let's should we move, move on. on. Yeah. yeah, probably think, a good idea. Have you seen anything else, Lindsay? No, not in the cinema. Although on the follow-up to our... Um, <clears throat> of the year one I watched the vampire one Stakeland Stakeland oh, yeah. yeah and because I, I missed I must have missed the podcast where we actually reviewed it um, and I really enjoyed it Jay didn't like it he was just <laughs> like where's the fight it's a where's bit hardcore in it <laughs> but it's because it's, um, it's all like you know emotional like you didn't like did you not like, even like the bit where they dropped the vampires on the town that, that bit's pit, pretty where they what dropped the vampires on the town oh god that was awesome yeah. <laughs> It's really cool. I was that's like, that's bizarre. a badass man. But um, yeah, like he kind of watched it and then he, he just lost interested when it got all kind of... No, it's the same reason he didn't like the road. He wanted context. 
He wants to know how this had happened. It's got a low vibe, hasn't it, that film? Completely. But no, I enjoyed it. But no, that's the only other thing I've seen that's recently. But yeah, no, I can see why why you liked it, Laura, because it's a bit kind of like what what people do when faced with kind of just dire circumstances, which I think is quite interesting. And Jay's just like, oh, really? (laughs) Nicolas Cage. I, I, won't, I won't go into it too much, but I, I watched a film that came up in the lists last last episode too, and that was Troll Hunter. And I just want to say I'm on your side, Lynn. I really yeah, yeah. <laughs> Have you seen his review? Yeah, it's all sad. Well, it is sparkling. I read it, but I didn't realise it was yours. Isn't it? I knew you'd like I it, really Dave. I knew you'd like it. it. I think it's speak- I could see flaws yeah. in it, but I didn't yeah. care. I, it sort of it yeah. worked. I enjoyed it. Who cares? I enjoyed yeah. it. But anyway, it so much. But Laura, what what, oh, sorry. <laughs> And say, look, what big releases have we seen? Well, I've seen two more. Um, I will try and keep it brief um, because we're on a tight schedule today. Uh, (laughs) I will start with, um, I'll start, I'll finish on a high. So I'll start with one that I didn't like, which was Shame. Um, And and I've read, I've read, I've read the Blueprint um, review, and I know that a, a lot of people have been talking about it and saying you know how great they think it is and it's this sort of deconstruction of a man addicted to sex or what sorry I didn't get that from it I just didn't it was just it was just really really boring as far as I'm concerned it didn't entice me it didn't it just wasn't it didn't grab me at all um yeah I mean it's basically um it's about a, a guy who's, you know, high flyer, got a high paying job. He's clearly very, very, you know, addicted to sex, of course. Um, and he's sort of got this little world where he lives in this sort of whitewashed flat and he just, you know, watches porn like he's watching the news or whatever. It's just kind of like he absorbs it. And, uh, and then his sister turns up and his sister's clearly very vol- volatile. And I think she's sort of supposed to show what's happening to him on the inside because it's all on the outside with her. Um, and their relationship's a bit weird, and but it was just—I don't know. It was—it was. I think it was obviously supposed to be like a big character-based film, and there was lots of really long shots where the character said very little, and it was supposed to be supposed to be very naturalistic. But what what happened for me in those shots is rather than them being naturalistic, I thought they were actually went too far and tried too hard and so it just became really pretentious instead of actually yeah. seeming naturalistic like at this point where they're on a date um this this guy and his work colleague um, this is michael fassbender by the way who i don't particularly rate anyway as a performer um you know he's all right but i think he's pretty middle of the road to try and put him in something like this i think you know didn't work for me others maybe but not me um and then you know and they, 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 they were just their chemistry wasn't clicking. They were saying very little to each other. You know, it was spo- and it was awkward in places. But it was just like I just didn't believe it. It's like actually in that situation, you would try and fill the gaps. You would try and talk. You wouldn't just keep silent and not say anything. It was just really weird. And then and also there was moments of awkwardness again. I'm just trying to keep it brief, and I'm not doing that at all. But like there's a moment where he's early on. His friend is clearly the um like uh, the useless pick up guy like he tries really hard with women but he can't pick them up and then um and then michael fassbender walks in and you know he just picks up this woman who his friend's been trying to pick up and then they go out of the club and basically the two guys go off one way these group of girls go off the other and about two minutes later this girl's got a car come back 
come round the corner and she's she's asking Michael Fassbinder to get in the car and it's like firstly she how does she do that in such a, such a short space of time and then secondly the next thing you know they're fucking under a bridge and you're like really is it that easy for him to pick up women by just walking in and his friends trying really hard and he just walks in and doesn't say anything but he can pick up these women? It's just well, it's know, too in unbelievable. In my heyday, it's like that all the time. <laughs> sorry. Is that what well, you were? When, when I was younger, you know, when I wasn't married, yeah. yeah, all the time. Ke- well, Kerry Mulligan, I thought was very good in it. Yeah, I think she is very good, but yeah, just generally didn't work for me. Is it a Stephen Queen film? It is, yes, isn't it? yes. Mm. I'm sure it will work for a lot of people. Just not for me. I did like Hunger. Not for me. It's uh, yeah. It had those epic long shots that, yeah, they had that pretentious feel, but for some reason they, they, were, they worked in that film. I've not seen Shane yet, but uh, Shane... He kind of seems to be... I'm not that. adverse to that, you, yeah. know, I, you know. I can but deal with a little bit it, of, yeah. you know, alternative stuff, but not, you know, it's got to work. If it's yeah. pretentious, no. you know, it just loses my interest. Yeah. Anyway, um, cool. and then the other thing I've seen is Girl with the Dragon, ta- Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Yeah. I thought I'd got that wrong then. Yeah. Um, the I'm really not going to say much. It was really good. Really, really yeah. enjoyed it. It doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Like, everyone I know that's seen it, and everyone I know that's, that loves the books, loves the, the originals, is just like, yeah, this is a great film. Yeah. Just, it's just done it. so yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah. Is it Fincher? Yeah, it's Fincher. He's, you know, he's just brilliant. We know. can never find the time for it. It's really long. It is really long. It is, absolutely. Um, it, it, it is possibly a little bit too long, but then... What's weird, okay, they, they, I did have a little bit of an issue with it, and it was that the, and and this might be to, this is probably to do with the book, but it, I can see how it would work in the book and not in the film. It's basically, you know, uh, for anyone that doesn't know the story, uh, a guy um, who, played by Daniel Craig, he's, um, he works, he's got some sort of magazine, magazine is it? Magazine. Yeah, it's a magazine, yeah. and he's sort of, publisher and he prints something about someone in a position of power and gets into trouble like liable trouble and basically he wants to disappear for a while and happens to get this case that he's been asked to solve by some in this film random apparently in the book he knows him um uh, out in the sticks and he's basically solving this old murder case um and the girl with the dragon tattoo oh complicated but she she was um doing she was she sort of some sort of internet She's like a hacker. hacker that's yeah. it. That's the word. And she sort of, she was doing an investigation on Daniel Craig's character for this trial, if that makes sense. So she sort of knows about him. Anyway, basically, what ends up is they end up getting together and solving this murder murder crime. Um, but the issue for me is that the the sort of subplot is the fact that they want to get they want to get this guy who he's supposed to have um, lied about before like this high-flying guy, they want to try and get, really reveal what he's about and what he's really like. So um, ultimately, he's, that's sort of like in in the back burner for for Daniel Craig throughout the story. And then at the very end of the film, that subplot emerges. So basically, my point is that the subplot comes at the end and he's and it's yeah. sort of like that sort of is tagged on to the yeah. end instead of almost being woven into the film that, and was, that was my problem with makes... the, yeah that was my problem with the swedish film is the film reaches a climax when they sort of solve the murder and then exactly. there's like 20 That's minutes the afterwards and, and like, then there's this on? and it's and yeah. i can see how that would work in a book <clears throat> doesn't work for the film no, and, no, it, yeah, and it, same for me it's almost okay either tie it up really quickly because you don't need <clears throat> it really you could just yeah. tie it up really quickly maybe mm. even change your story slightly or yeah. or find some way to weave it in yeah. 
whilst the other stuff's going on. Is it on. important for the follow-ons? Is that why they have... Because I've probably, not read or seen probably, any of them. But what I did, I did really that, like right. the very end. I won't give anything away, but in terms of the characters, what happens to the characters at the end and how they leave it with each other, oh, I loved that. I thought it was just so perfect. I'm not going to give it away. Yeah, I so I like that, but... Yeah. Yeah, that was my only issue with it, though. It was an incredibly film, incredible film, incredibly well shot. Just amazing. Cool. Really enjoyable. Awesome. Even though it had a rape scene in it, which oh, I watched Darren's shoulder for most of it. But even that, nasty, like, yeah. oh, it just, like, that moment, like, in the rape scene, it cuts away to the door, so it starts off, it cuts away to the door, and I think, oh, okay, I'm safe, it's not going to show it yet. And then it goes back inside, <laughs> and it's like, for me, I hated it, but I thought it was incredible editing incredible way to do it like you think you're safe and then suddenly you're back in that room it's like oh i don't like it that is what i mean that's that fincher is just such a meticulous director that's that's why i've always been interested in watching this because i know a lot of people when it was first announced like oh i don't need a remake of it yeah fair enough usually i would agree but at the same time i never thought the original films were that well made they're they're all right i I enjoyed them i enjoyed them because the story is quite engaging and stuff like that um Whereas Fincher is a much better director than whatever his name is who did the first one, I can't remember. Um, So I'm more than happy to watch it. I I just haven't got around to it, but um, I'm sure I'll check it out on on Blu-ray or whatever um, when it comes out. Cool. Anyway, I have seen one more film. Um, I didn't watch it at the cinema, but it's a cinema release. And it's going to segue into our biopic section quite nicely, (laughs) so it's all good. Uh, That was uh, Tatsumi. I don't know if I pronounced it right. Uh, It's it's based on the life and short stories of a guy called Yoshihiro Tatsumi, um, who he, he wrote and drew a manga sort of uh, comic I thought books. the name was familiar. Yeah, and he, um, but specifically he sort of worked on uh, sort of adult, sort of dr- dramatic sort of, um, not adult as in like sex and shit like that, although there is... Is it a, an animation, day? It is an animation, yeah. There's a fair amount of sex in it, but um, it's... But he, he writes adult stories, sort of intelligent stories, not just sort of especially at the time when he was first writing, um, manga was just like robots and, and superheroes and shit like that. He was, he was one of the Just all the good shit. Yeah. He was yeah. one of the people who pioneered sort of doing something a bit more adult, basically. And, and it's, it's about his life. What is interesting is it, as I say, for one, it's animated, uh, which is an, an, an interesting touch for a, a biopic. Obviously it fits nicely because he is a, a, a graphic artist. Um, but also what it does, um, which again I liked uh, a lot, uh, especially because I'm not always a big biopic fan, is it mixes, it's only really sort of short, short sort of excerpts from his life, sort of stories from his life. It mixes those, not necessarily telling his whole story or, or following a, a main sort of major sort of arc. It sort of has snapshots from his life and then mixes those um, with what makes it most of the film is actually... Uh, just animated renditions of some of his short stories. So it's more about celebrating his work, but also giving you a background about where he came from, where he originally, um, where he, how he started off, what gave him the inspiration to do what he did. Um, so for me, that worked really, really, really well. Because um, we might talk about this later, but I'm not always a big fan of biopics in the way they sort of over-dramatise somebody's life and turn it into some sort of big story and, and sort of in some sort of mythology it's like I don't like that if, if, I'm, if, if I want to find out about someone real I'd rather see a documentary or I'd, I'd rather see their work or something like that and that's that's why I quite liked this it's a very different approach it's more about celebrating his accomplishments 
Um, it wasn't perfect. I think uh, the music and the animation was a bit cheap at times. It is definitely low budget. Um, although at the same time, the drawing, actual style, because it's, it's mirroring his books, it looks gorgeous. It just in terms of animation is a bit jerky, so it's a bit cheap. But I guess they're doing that because he didn't do animations. He did uh, books, graphic novels. So obviously it's supposed to be static. So I think by making it a bit jerky, they're trying to retain that sort of static feel. Um, but it didn't always work. It made it look a bit cheap, especially with the music, which I felt was a bit cheesy and sort of TV movie style. Um, but it's a really nice spin on it, and it's moving. And for me, the, the biggest draw were the short stories. They were very, very good. It made me desperate to look look up his work um, because the stories were intelligent. There, were, there was a really sort of uh, a lot of psychological and emotional depth to them, even though you're just watching these like five minute little stories. Um, it had way more depth than half sort of full-length stories that you watch these days. And, it's, uh, um, and it, it, was, it was just fascinating. It was really interesting to watch. Uh, as I say, not perfectly uh, from a technical level, but in terms of the content, it was really solid. Um, and, and I enjoyed it a lot. So I'd recommend tracking that down. It's, mm. it's probably not on cinemas anymore. It only had a small release, but I'm sure it'll be out on DVD and Blu-ray and all that in, in a short while. Is it? Is it someone you knew anything about? I didn't. No, I didn't. No. Okay. Um, not at all. Uh, I mean, I like a bit of manga, but I've never, I've never, never gone out and mm. bought many of them. Really, I just, it's, it's more anime that I'm into. But um, no, because I think that that's, it's usually. I mean, personally, into biopics, they, they, I find them more enjoyable if they're about someone I don't know anything about or that yeah. I know very little about. Because mm. I'm not kind of going, well, I know that that's not true, or I know that. So, like someone like Walk the Line where I know bits of Johnny Cash's music, but I don't really know anything else. Yeah. That was really exciting because it's like finding out about a whole new person that's kind of real. And that, but, yeah, yeah, but it's when you know too much about somebody already that you yeah. start to question kind of the truth of, bio, of a biopic. Yeah, I must say, I'm, I'm probably the same. I, one of my favourite biopics is uh, American Splendour. And that, again, that was... Oh, of, what a great yeah. little film. I, I, didn't know, seen it. I didn't know much about him at all. It's... it's uh, um, it's about the uh, it's, it's another it's, it's another one about a guy who does graphic novels. Yeah, um, and it's like it... Harvey Pekar. I don't know his pronounce it. I Harvey can't Pekar. remember. It's a long but, time ago. Yeah, but that yeah, parts of that animated. Yeah, I was going to say another thing that's good about that is it plays with the format. So you've got yeah you've got a, a dramatized story with uh, Paul Giamatti playing Harvey Pekar, which and he's a great actor, and it's mm. good to watch him. So those bits are really well done, which helps. Um, again, like Lindsay was saying, because I don't I didn't know anything about him really. Um, it was all fresh, which is good. Uh, but yeah. also, it mixes that with uh, some documentary elements where you actually see the real guy and his wife, um, and and you sort of not necessarily talking at interviews with him, but it's 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 more it sort of breaks the fourth wall. You actually get the actor, you actually get Paul Giamatti, and sort of interacting with the real guy and stuff like that. So there's some really interesting stuff going on there. Well, that sounds quite. Interesting. And also, it incorporates some of his artwork into sort of into some sort of li- just little bridging scenes, really, and it, it brings a bit of the artwork in there. Uh, not necessarily full-on animated sections, but it, it, it you, again it uses his work, um, which is always good. Uh, so no, that, which is that's, brilliant as well because he uses favorites. his life to make his work. So then yeah. for his work to make its way into yeah, his life, it's exactly. just this weird <laughs> cycle yeah. of. And that's and another reason why. Life. Yeah, that's another reason why breaking down, breaking the fourth wall works in that film is because yeah. his work does that to an extent as well. Cause it's, he's just writing about himself. Uh, so that's good. I think as well, actually having input from the real person can help a lot. Maybe not always, yeah, but on that it helped, I think, because he was, in, he was involved. And plus, because it was based on books that he'd written himself about his life. Um, yeah. 
So really, it, it can be a bit more warts and all, whereas I hate biopics that just try and make out that someone's... Like you were saying about the Iron Lady, try to make Margaret Thatcher look like a fucking saint. It's like, it's bollocks. No, these are real people. I want to see a story about a real person. That's the thing. And if it's written by the real person, although some people can be artists and make themselves out to be perfect, usually you tend to get a bit more of a natural feel about them. And that was the same with uh, Tatsumi, actually. Tatsumi is based on... Um, again, is based on a graphic novel about his own life. So... It, it, yeah. Again, it's got more of a natural, personal sort of feel to it. Um, There's not quite I, so much ego. Yeah, and I do for that. Um, another one, another example actually that I mentioned on the on the site that I really like is uh, Andrei Rublev. Um, she's one of it's one of Tarkovsky's most famous films, um, and it's I mean Tarkovsky. You say Tarkovsky, Tarkovsky, most people are put off. They think like four hours, ultra slow, ultra arty, boring as hell. But I tell you what, I watched this recently. It's fucking amazing. It's it, it's it, again, yeah, it is epic. It's about three and a half hours long. Uh, but it's I don't know. It's it's some two of the part drama. Yeah, you, you, it's, it's on two discs, so you can have a break. Uh, but, um, but it's uh, it's the scope of it is, is so epic, and and uh, oh my god, some of the scenes are just so magnificent and so powerful. It's like whoa, this is amazing. So that's why that film works for me. It's just incredibly well made. But from a biopic's point of view, what was very interesting about um, Andrei Rublev is it really didn't say a lot about him in terms of his life or his progression. It's more the film follows him through his life and, and he lived through some really sort of, uh, really sort of powerful, important sort of uh, eras in, in Russian history. And... What it does, it focuses on what's going on around him at those times. So it's, it's in sort of chapters more, more than sort of following one arc. And it's more just, it's more about showing what influenced his work, which I think is an interesting approach, rather than saying, oh, this is, rather than trying to make up it's a story. Because this guy died years ago, so it's not trying to make up a story around him saying, oh, I think he was like that, I think he did this. It doesn't attempt to do that. It says, look, this is what would probably influence in his work. And then it actually ends the film by literally the end of the film is just shows his paintings in colour. The rest of all the films in black and white and suddenly you get colour and you just see his painting with this awesome like classical music over the back, back, backdrop. And it's because you, you don't really get to see his work before then and then suddenly it's like bam and it's like whoa. <laughs> it's like it has so much more impact. But yeah, sorry. I took over <laughs> no, 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 no. I was just going to say it's, it, it seems that if if the, the biopic... If we played, if the format is played around with, so that it's not necessarily just done in like, I'm now going to tell you the person of the yeah. story of somebody's life, and this is, you know, this happened, then this mm. happened, then this happened, then that is quite intriguing yeah. for you, isn't it, yeah. Dave? But for me, what I like is when, um, is when the person themselves has like, has sort of an, a natural store story. Of course, everybody's life is a story, but do you know what I mean? Like it, 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 it has that sort it. of natural Absolutely. narrative. So for example, like one that worked, um, uh, really well for me was, was well, my favorite biopic when I've thought about this, my favorite of all time is milk. Mm, um, and what a you know, film. it's incredible. And it, it is because the whole film in, in his life effectively is about the, the cause that he was, he was fighting for. And of course the tragedy at the end of that film just, just, just adds to it and gives, gives it an amazing ending of course, but, but all, you know, obviously Sean Penn is just incredible. Yeah. So that but then again, but, isn't that one, isn't that all based on 
the letter that he wrote knowing that he was going to, that his life was in danger. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. even then that's still driven by the story that, of himself that he wanted himself. to tell that's very yeah. honest and isn't yeah. kind of, I'm incredible. It is just, this is what I tried to do yeah. and this is yeah. where I got but, to. But, but it's, it's... You mentioned what, what the line and, and that works for me because it's it's kind of a love story between the two essential yeah. characters and so that works because it's got that kind of classic love story at the core of it another one that i remembered was um la bamba <laughs> which is about richie valens but it's a brilliant little film and it works because it's like you know a kid who has had a tough life makes it really big and then tragically dies at the end you know it's just one of the you know just has a natural sort of narrative that works mm. um so even though it's sad, <laughs> you know, good for you. Your life made a good film. But, um, yeah. But yeah, I must admit it's weird because I, I always say that I don't like biopics. Um, but what I was just saying earlier is that when I actually put the poll together on the site, um, I started listening to some of the films. Some, quite a few of those films on that list are like some of my favourite films. So I think I, think I, I I think I can like biopics. I think it's the generic style of biopics. Yeah, it just bothers me. I, I mean, it's the Hollywood biopic that right, I think yeah, just exactly. does it so well. Yeah. So stuff exactly. like it, it's it. just a particular genre that bothers me. Whereas some yeah. of the genres I can live with, even if they're a bit dodgy. It's like there's still something yeah. I can enjoy. I have kind of problems with um, musical biopics. So like, yeah. I, I didn't mind Walk the Line, but things like, like um, Twist. Dream Girls yeah. and Ray. I really Ray. didn't like Ray. They just become basically ways to launch CDs. Yeah. yeah. So it's like you know, I don't think this I've is ever really Fox. seen any. Yeah. Go on. I've seen bits of them and they are a little bit like um but saying that, fucking the I can Tina Turner story is incredible. Uh, I think what, I have seen that, yeah. I haven't seen that actually. Yeah. That I remember is seeing it brilliant. as a kid. Woman that plays Tina good. Turner in that film. It's unfortunate yeah. because the, it's the Tina it's not the I can Tina Turner story, it's the Tina Turner story. So they make Ike Turner out into an absolute animal and he was he was violent oh, he was yeah. brutal and he yeah. did nearly kill her but he, they make him into such a monster because she's so vulnerable and because you know it's fucking tina turner she's awesome and if you don't love her then you've got no soul but it is a little <laughs> bit like it's a bit biased and i think you know how must ike turner feel watching this presentation of himself that it's probably accurate, but it's also oh, it's yeah. kind of it's, well. If it's, well, it's accurate, kind of, it's accurate. <laughs> but it's kind of private. It's like actually yeah. that that's what happened in their relationship, and he couldn't. He's not legitimately able to come forward and say and make his own biopic in which he's still a bad guy, but he's not that bad. Mm-hmm. Um, because then people would be like, "Oh, it's a mis- it's a mistruth," and blah blah blah. Because yeah. he's the one who did the violence, therefore he has no right to say I'm being presented as worse. That. Which is hard it, because yeah. he's still a bad guy. It's just how bad a guy is he? Mm, well, but it's a great I film, though. I think you'd like it. Yeah, yeah. I like yeah. it. And the woman that plays Tina Turner in it is incredible. She uh, is Angela Tina Bassett, Turner. I, think. Yeah, I remember getting I, 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 I did watch it when I was a kid, but I don't remember it, Linz. But I do remember. I remember bits of it because I was so engaged by it, even at a young age. It's brilliant, yeah. and because the songs are awesome. Like I, I think this is what's mm. great about. Um, people who play very big figures, like really publicly known figures, like, you know, like Beyonce playing Etta James and... Um, she died. Etta James? Yeah, yeah I know. So she was quite old, but she, she also had an awesome pair of eyebrows. Uh, when they were showing <laughs> loads of photos of her the other day, I was like, good eyebrows, Etta. But you've got Ray Charles, you've got, you know, you've got Johnny Cash, all of these people that play very, very well-known people. And I think mm. it's quite brave. Like, to, to be able to say, actually, like, you know, everyone's saying Meryl Streep's amazing as Margaret Thatcher. And it's like, it takes quite, it's quite a skill to mimic somebody that well. 
Yeah. And I guess it takes yeah. a lot more work than it does to create a new character. Like it's probably harder to represent a, a living person or a, a person of history than it is to just start afresh and make a whole new character of your own. Mm. So, you know, hats off to people who, who do biopics, but, you know, Michael Sheen as Tony Blair is just no. <laughs> did, anyone, did anyone, would you class the Queen as a biopic? Um, I haven't seen yeah, it. Yeah, sort of. Speech, that's pretty much a biopic. I yeah, mean, yeah, kind of, yeah, I guess they are. They're, they're, but they're about moments of a life, aren't they? More yeah. yeah. At the same time, aren't things like, I mean, well, we've seen Milk, but is Milk not just really about his... He, well, he talks you through some of his earlier life yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, okay. there is, there is some. I haven't even mentioned the one that I, I watched especially, but it, or, it almost doesn't matter now. But I, because I watched it especially, I'm going to give it a brief mention. Has anyone seen Levy on Rose about Edith Piaf? Have you seen, I've seen bits of it? It is lovely. Yeah, it is pretty. The yeah. bits that I've seen are very kind of French and beautiful. Yeah, so. well, that is that is one thing that's brilliant about it. And again, her her sort of life is is quite quite tragic from from sort of start to finish i think and um you know that that makes it interesting it, it had a bit of a weird for me it had a bit of a weird um approach in that it sort of it, it began at sort of towards the end of her life but not completely at the end and then was cutting back and forth. and so it was sort of cutting all over the place in all different parts of her life um but uh, so I, I don't think i would have chosen to frame it quite like that if, if i were making it but it was still Still a very beautiful film and some really like heartbreaking moments in it. And and Marion Coulthard, yeah, I think, is the name of the lady that plays Edith Piaf. is 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 a pretty incredible performance for her. Um, and, oh, and what I found out, I watched some of the extras. Um, I thought, which I thought this was incredible anyway, that she was singing. So she just had an amazing singing voice that was very similar to Edith Piaf. But no, no, it turns out all of the music is Edith Piaf. It's all quite her. A distinctive voice. It's hard to and mimic it. I know. I was quite surprised that yeah. I didn't realise. But, but she lip syncs all of that. So whenever, like, she's and there's a lot of her on stage singing. So whenever this, you know, Marion Coulthard is is, I don't. I'm sorry. I don't know how to pronounce her name. But whenever she's on stage and she's singing, she's lip syncing to, to Edith Piaf. And like, this is a woman who's, you know, who's um, oh, what's the word? Like the way that she she structured the songs i can't think of the right word you know they weren't traditionally structured no. songs that were very you know um unique i suppose mm. to her style so you know she had to really like apparently study like really hard and keep going over it and over it and over it and over it to get it right so yeah that's pretty incredible i would have never known she was lip-syncing mm. even though she sounds you know even mm. though it's Edith Piaf. Yeah. Cool. um but yeah yeah it was it's a nice film um not as good as some of the others we're talking about. Bear long shot. Awesome. Wow. Do you see? They're well. They're quite. The problem is because they're such a massive genre. Like, think when yeah. you think about it. I've seen like how yeah. about um, uh, the poem. Ginsburg. That's his name. Yeah. Um, like they're making a biopic about him with that Daniel Radcliffe's going to play him. Um, oh. but I'd say <laughs> how is a biopic because the like it doesn't just deal with the poem it deals with kind of how he got to the point of writing yeah. the poem and then also the kind of the fallout and the the fact that it was illegal to be homosexual at the time so that's kind of a biopic but yeah, i don't think yeah. it needs to tell their whole life story to be a biopic but um, yeah. it's, a, it's a tricky one to nail down but, there, has anyone ever seen my immortal beloved about beethoven oh, no, no. it's a good film Although, to be fair, I haven't watched it for a very long time, but I enjoyed it when I watched it. I've seen Amadeus the other day. Yeah. Uh, so I, I used to like that. I've not seen it again. I've not seen that for ages. 
Um, but yeah, there are some good ones, good ones out there. Lawrence Arabia got my vote on the poll as well. That's, it's just a classic, that. There's nothing <laughs> wrong with that. I think I might have to have a look at your poll. Perisopolis, that's another one talking oh, about earlier. Yeah, yeah. That was, Animation. I, I haven't seen the film, but I've read the um, graphic novel again. Not the graphic novel again today. <laughs> cool. Is that... What's, um, what's is coming that up, Dave? Yeah, I was going to say what's coming up. Um, oh, I'll briefly say as well, Next, uh, our next theme, we've uh, came up with it today. Uh, because Sundance is running at the moment, and because a couple of last year's Sundance films are going to come to the UK soon, we've got Martha... Martha, Marcy, May, and Marlene. I think I've seen the trailer for that. Yeah, I've seen the trailer for that. Uh, with Elizabeth Thompson. Yeah, I think it looks very good, but um, the reviews have... Oh, uh, yes, yes, I have seen The reviews have been quite divided. Some people love it, some people aren't that impressed. So I'm intrigued. I it's film. supposed to be incredible, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, the quite trailers believe, look good. Can't believe like, that she's the sister of the Olsen twins or whatever. That's crazy. That's, she's supposed she to smiles, be, she's but she's supposed really to be incredible. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that's, that's coming out. So, um to celebrate, I thought we'd have Sundance winners. I say winners, but there's so many prizes in Sundance. It means it's, but Sundance films, if you know what I mean, they, they have a certain feel to them and an indie sort of vibe going on. So um, Sundance films are what we're going to talk about next uh, time. I like that you did inverted commas for indie. Yeah. <laughs> is, it, is, it a, is it a difficult turn to sort of, sort of quantify yeah. or whatever, I guess. Yeah. I don't do that. Um, but yeah, that's what we're going to do next. Anyway, out in the next fortnight, we've got quite a few... Uh, good films coming out. In the UK, we always get the good stuff because it's uh, run up to the Oscars. So uh, on the 27th of January, we get The Descendants, finally, which, as I said, is up for all the awards. So hopefully that'll be good. We've got The Grey, which we've done Trailer Story for. And that's yeah. for Liam Neeson. Apparently, it's supposed to be brilliant. I tore it apart I don't know about brilliant. Story. I think, <laughs> yeah, I've seen like... So right, if it's a bad trailer, it's, it's a bad trailer. Right, alive, it's alive with Wolves. Yeah. Read the trailer story. <laughs> Read the trailer story. I can't story. imagine you'd be alive for very long if you were with wolves. No. No, <laughs> no I don't carry think on. many of the characters are. Anyway, them. carry on. Don't anyway, uh, then we've got Light Crazy, uh, which is some sort of romantic drama thing, which looks a bit rubbish. Um, we've got Intruders, which is the guy did 20, what, 28 weeks later. Um, he's doing another horror movie with Clive Owen in, uh, which might be mm. quite cool. Um, <laughs> we've got A Monster in Paris, which is the animated oh, one. It looks bad, a bit rubbish. Um We've got All's Well, Ends Well. Uh, the only reason I wanted to mention this one is it's... Uh, you guys won't be that interested, but it's Donnie Yen is in it, and he's quite a famous action star in, in, in Hong Kong. He just does kung fu movies, and that's it. This I is, know of him. This is... Okay, cool. No, I really don't. All right. <laughs> but this is, this is his first sort of non-action role. It's, it's in some sort of romantic comedy. It looks awful, to be fair, but it might be interesting for fans of Donnie Yen. Uh, also, we've got Patience After Seabold. Which is a documentary. Uh, we got invited to the press screen of that, but no one made it. Uh, but yeah, anyway, <laughs> it's, it's about the writer W.G. Max Seabold. Um, might be interesting. It looks a bit arty. Um, on the 1st of February, we've got Chronicle, which is the found footage um, sort of superhero, superpower type film. To be fair, I think the trailer looks quite good for this. I'm intrigued, although found footage films get a bit bored of them. Although I enjoyed trolling. <laughs> um, we've also got on the 1st of February, I noticed uh, it says that Between Two Rivers has got. A release. That's the documentary I got sent to review uh, a month or so back. Um, so I, I do hope it, it says limited release, but um, hopefully that means they've they've been picked up uh, because I, I really enjoyed that documentary. I thought it was very good. Um, on the third of February, we've got Journey to the Mysterious Island. That looks good. <laughs> and we're all rushing out to um, see that. We got Carnage. We got Carnage, which is uh, Polanski's latest film. That looks good actually. Uh, that's another award. You think that looks film. good? 
Uh, yeah, I do think it looks good. <laughs> but no, I, it, is supposed to be, it is supposed to be pretty decent. It's got a good, good cast. Polanski is hit and miss sometimes, but he's, uh, mm. he can be very good. So I'm intrigued. Um, we've got Man on a Ledge, which is that Sam Worthington uh, thriller where he's going to jump off a building and, I don't know, the, the film tries to get him down or figure out what happened and stuff like that. Uh, it's supposed to be okay, nothing special. Uh, they've got a young, uh, young adult... Um, <gasps> I was going to ask you when that's out. I think that was great. That's, I like a bit of Diablo Cody. Be, yeah, it's supposed to be And I like actually. a bit of Charlize Theron. I don't think you can go wrong, really. Oh, of course. Yeah. yeah I talked bit... about... Didn't I talk about that? In Possib- possibly, yeah. Um, yeah, I've seen... Yeah, the trailer for that... Podcast. The trailer yeah. didn't blow me away, to be fair. But... I don't it's think by it's the not same, a very good It's trailer. by the same writer as Juno, isn't yeah, yeah, it? Yeah, Diablo yeah. Cody, yeah. Um, so, it, for me, it could be... <clears throat> It could go either way. Yeah. It could be Juno. Juno surprised could surprised me. I was, I was expecting to hate Juno and I didn't hate it. I keep changing my mind about Juno. Sometimes I like it, sometimes it annoys me. I think I think you know, if you watch the whole film, it's good, but in sections, it doesn't work because they... they not supposed to watch annoying. a film in sections, Dave. <laughs> well, it's one of those films that's been on TV and I sometimes <laughs> flicked it over and it's been like, oh, I can't be asked with it. But when I've sat oh, yeah, and watched it all, it's quite good. From the, from the beginning, no. then she's cocious little madam. Yeah, she's, oh, yeah. she's really grating, but it works on the long run. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah, that's that's out. Uh, Jack and Jill is out, which looks oh, like the worst atrocity to cinema I've ever seen. Uh, and then we've got Martha, Marcy, May and Marley. <laughs> Marley, 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 Marley. Sounds like it's quite good. So we've got some really good films. They're coming out soon. Oh, we're having a cinema day yeah, in a couple we, of weeks when Darren's back, so yeah. I'll look forward to seeing yeah, all those. two weeks of all sorts, so mm. yeah. I'm excited. Um, I'm off to Cambridge to see my brother tomorrow so I might go to the cinema down there I think are we going to get a, a better post... choice than Lincoln are we going to get a post from you Dave on the website about the Oscar nominations maybe uh, maybe we could do a poll on people's predictions we don't do a lot of news but um, yeah we I should, could do a poll I'll do, do. do a poll for it maybe that. just the headlines like the major films the major performers yeah. you know like because I'd like you know this could be Brad Pitt's year yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've not seen Moneyball, but I'm never quite sure. To be fair, Moneyball is supposed good, but no, he won't. He won't. Win it. He's very handsome, but no. Yeah, no. I really want to see Moneyball. Yeah, I yeah. wouldn't mind. Yeah. I want to see yeah. it. Yeah. Might have to wait till DVD. Maybe we might get a bit of a review when Darren comes back. Apparently, it's playing on the playing on the plane. Oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's wrap it up because we all need to get back to work. Yes, we do. Uh, we did well though. We've kept it uh, under an hour. Uh, but yeah, yeah as ever, Ooh. just to. Tie us off. Uh, visit our website, blueprintreview.co.uk. Facebook, it's facebook.com slash bpreview. And follow us at Twitter at blueprintrev. All one word. Cool. So, uh, yeah, great. See next time. See you later. Bye. Lee and Dan's Midnight Movie Club. Fortunately, our podcast is a lot better than our trailer. Join us on midmoclub.com or search for us on iTunes.